Hello friends, welcome to another episode of my show, The Random Thoughts, where we spend the company with our own thoughts. And uh, before we, I jump into and disclose the topic of discussion for today's episode, uh, I want to talk about something that I promised earlier. I have made promises that I'm going to get a guest all the time and I never turned up and ended up getting one. But today I have my friend and a fellow uh, content creator, Sophia. Um, she has her own YouTube channel and makes podcast episodes on topics that would help us grow in our life and make us more better persons. So do check her out. And Sophia, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, first of all. And I'm so excited to be talking about the topic that we're going to be talking about because it kind of relates to how I met you as well. And also how I got on this podcast episode because I'm just very proactive and I reminded you to invite me on this episode. So thank you so much. It's an honor and I'm excited. Uh, so yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let me disclose today's topic. But before I, I disclose today's topic, we want to tell something to my audience about your podcast show or YouTube channel. Sure. So my um, podcast is called um, Uncomfortably Comfortable, and my YouTube channel is just my my name, Sophia Yuna Chong, and um, the spelling is S O P H I A. Middle name is Y U N A, which is my Korean name, and then my last name is C H E O N G. And for both my podcast and my YouTube channel, it's mainly self help and personal development and lifestyle content. And for my podcast, it's really just being able to talk to friends. So having like a one-on-one friend conversation and just having deep talks about everything about life. So yeah, that's been really fun. And I'm on season two. So if you guys want to check that out, go for it. And my YouTube channel, I've been doing a lot of vlogs and just heart to heart content, really vulnerable, really deep. So yeah, go check that out. And I also incorporate a lot of my humor to make it a little bit more exciting that way. So yeah, that's that's my content. Do check out Sophia's vlogs. They are not your typical vlogs where you're only given uh, montage shots of different places. She really has a lot of talking going around. It's like you can grab a good cup of tea or coffee, whatever your choice is, and watch her vlogs. They're very chatty and very good. So yeah, uh, today we are going to talk about how to make friends online and uh, how does internet help us do that and be better persons. So before I start discussing, I want to give you a small background. I uh, met Sophia through a community she started called Uncomfortably Comfortable on Slack. And uh, the reason why I have invited Sophia for this is from most of my friends who are there on the internet or even offline friends, Sophia is the one who took it upon herself and made the burden, took the burden of connecting people, especially connecting YouTubers across the world and ma- making regular calls with them, getting regular calls with them, uh, bring, uh, uh, mailing them Google forms to ensure that whether they are coming or not and again sending feedback forms to take their inputs. She does a lot of work on this side and she also ensures that every time there is a call, there is someone new who is brought into the community. And she works in making the community active and keeping the community active and making it a more stronger, closely knit circle. So 
there could be no better person to talk about friends uh, than sophia especially when it's in the online world so i think we could get her insights on how does she uh, get comfortable with the idea of meeting strangers who we don't know even you're not sure whether their face is correct accurate or not but yeah it's very interesting topic stick around to listen so yeah sophia the first question i'm asking i'm going to ask you is how do you get comfortable around this idea it's so so frightening if you think it that way how do you get comfortable with the concept of meeting friends uh, online meeting strangers online well first of all thank you for just just saying such a kind introduction of me i'm here just like not knowing what to say because i'm like oh my gosh am i really like that to you thank you so much first of all and i think it it goes along with my brand uncomfortably comfortable and just to quickly speak on what that is it's really you have to get uncomfortable with who you are and in your vulnerability to at the end of the day be completely comfortable with who you are and this year a huge theme in my life was discomfort how can i get out of my comfort zone and a lot of that has to do because i've been living in the same small suburban town for 16 years of my life been around the same friends you know same neighborhood same atmosphere same energy and it's obviously kind of getting a little bit boring for me it's really getting comfortable and because i'm still young i want to be able to get out of my comfort zone and really seek out these opportunities for myself so that i do what excites and i don't have any regrets in the future so i i knew that reaching out to people especially online is going to be very uncomfortable because you don't know what they're going to think of you first of all they might think you're mm-hmm. a huge creep so that that's there's discomfort in there but it's also just not knowing who they are behind the screen right they can be mm-hmm. some complete creep and you have no idea so of yeah, course you have right. to you have to have boundaries you have to be careful of course i'm not saying you should just go talk to every single person online but what really helped me is joining communities that i really feel like i fit in and you mm-hmm. can do that by understanding what your hobbies are so mine one of them is doing youtube content creation mm. so then i go out of my way to join these facebook groups for instance that do content creation and the reason why i also do that is because i want to be able to meet people from all different parts of the world who are doing the same thing that i love and that's also because when you're doing something that you love on a day-to-day basis it's more fun that way to be able to do it with other people who are going through that same journey so that you can ask questions and you can help other people as well and that's the element that's so fulfilling is to be able to surround yourself with people who are doing the same things that you love to do so i just reach out to people i feel like i would vibe with um in the specific communities um just to form these relationships with people not necessarily with the intention of hey do you want to join this community that I want to build but it's first getting to know who they are first mm-hmm. and and then going from there would they be a good fit do they even want to be in this type of community right you don't you never want to force someone to be in it mm-hmm. yeah so i met a lot of people through instagram and through facebook and also met the avellas um 
Okay, you were talking about having boundaries. You said that I'm not suggesting that you should go out and reach out to everyone. So what are boundaries for you at least? What are those parameters that you check? So I don't really have strong boundaries, but really the, the obvious boundary for me is not finding someone completely random on Reddit, for instance, where you, you have no, like, it's a fake name, right? It's a fake mm-hmm. username. It's not their real name for the most part. And also profile picture. So it has to be someone that I feel somewhat comfortable. Like, where are they from? Do they have a profile picture that doesn't look scary? Do they have a real name? Are they a friend of a friend? Do we have a mutual acquaintances, you know, on Instagram? Is this person following someone that I personally know? Or even on Facebook, are they friends with a friend that I know? So it could be a mutual friend in that way. Or or just a specific community, like Matt Diavella's community. I trust mm-hmm. Matt Diavella. He's a big YouTuber. He's trustworthy. And in his community, you have to invest money to be in that community. And I just feel like when people are investing money, I, I tend to trust that community more because you're not just letting anyone into that community. So I just have a little bit more trust. So that's really the only boundary is finding people who are part of a community that I'm in. And ensuring that that person is trustworthy before you reach out to him. You're checking his posts and... Um, well, I'm not the police, so I'm not going to like investigate that much. Um, because what I've noticed is you never know. Really, yeah. like it sounds cheesy, but not judging a book by its cover is something yes. that I learned personally. I mean, you can say that for dating apps too, right? You can mm-hmm. you can look at a picture and they might be creepy, <laughs> but then when you actually meet them in person, they might be like the best person on earth. And I feel that way about networking. As long as they're human, and like they're not some robot, right? I, I'm someone who doesn't like to be like someone who likes to be like, oh, like only this type of person can be in my community. Mm. I want to be someone who's very open and wants people to not feel lonely, not feel excluded. And that's really my branding. Like if I, if I was very like, oh, only these people can come in my community, then that would kind of go against my brand. You know, I, I'm in self-help and personal development. I want to be someone who makes everyone feel welcome. And that's a compliment that I actually received, by the way, in the last call. Uh, he was a new person in the, in okay. the community. Okay. He's like, huh. Sophia, thank you so much for inviting me. You know, like, to be honest with you, I felt so welcomed and so comfortable, even though I didn't know anyone, including you. It was just such a great time. And that just made me feel so happy because... Even that was my exactly. vibe when I first joined the call. Even I, I felt the same when I first joined And you know what? You know why? And I, I told him this too. It's because when you went through something, you see that as, I mean, hopefully, at least for me, I want to see that as a strength, not as a boundary or a challenge. So if I, so I kind of try to think about it from a different perspective. If I was joining a community and I didn't know anyone there, how would I want to feel? I want to feel welcomed because I might be a little bit socially anxious even because I just don't know anyone in the community and I'd feel pretty scared to be honest. So if it was me, 
I would make sure that people are really welcoming me. And so I wanted to utilize that um, for myself, for other people. I want to make sure that people don't feel lonely and they feel very comfortable and welcomed. I don't want them to feel like they're an outsider. I don't want them to feel like they're a loner. loner. I just want them to feel like they've already been here before. They, they're already our friend. Okay, yeah. It, it does give that vibe, uh, especially in the calls. And even in the group to the most extent, yeah, it does give that vibe that you are comfortable to talk and even to share feedback. No, uh, the reason why I asked you was, uh, you said that I joined the group, I joined groups and it's not, it's not like I'm sending them uh, invites to join my group. It's only after I get to know them to some extent. I'll, so I was asking, how do you familiarize? How do you ensure that this man I'm going to send an invite? Is it just some interesting post from them or is it activity uh, in the community are there? How do you, how do you invite people? How do you make sure? Honestly, that- I'm, I'm not strict at all. I'm going to be honest with you. If, if someone wants to join, then they can join is really the only yeah, criteria. Okay. Um, it's only after they join the call. And if something goes wrong, then I would have a chat with yeah. them because that's when you really get to know someone. You can't really know who they are through a text message, especially if you haven't yes. seen them face to face online. Um, that hasn't, we've never had a problem yet so far. It's still a pretty uh, relatively small community still full of people who have very similar but different personalities. We all get along super, super well. So there hasn't really been a problem, but there's only a problem if they are rude or something, which mm. hasn't been the case. Um, or we've had some people who said they're interested in joining the community and then they joined one call and then they realize it's not for them, which is totally fine. So I like to have it where okay, you're interested, join it. And let's see if you're actually interested because you never know without that experience. And so we have a lot of people, most people who decide to stay in the community and some people who decide it's not for them. And that's okay because it could either be, I don't know, I I just didn't like the call or like um, personality doesn't match with the rest of the group and that's okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, that's the best thing, I guess. If you come, you check out the call, if you're not like, one thing that made me more comfortable uh, on talking to people over the internet was uh, people are good this basic code that people are good people are nice if you just approach and talk to them and uh, that really made me more not that anyone has asked I'm just putting it out there (laughs) that really made me more comfortable in reaching out uh, to people even texting you at that point in slack to join was a big step for me. Uh, it was like, it went on this basic instinct. I watched this uh, in a video, in a YouTube video of some YouTuber. I don't remember his name right now. But yeah, I, I got this quote from a YouTube channel where he said that I would give this advice to myself uh, 10 years down the line from, uh, sorry, uh, to a younger version of myself. Is People are nice. You'll uh, j- just go and talk to them. You're going to find good friends and it did work out for me uh, and I hope it worked out for you as well. So, yeah. So uh, the next thing uh, I want to ask is one thing that 
lot of blogs and lot of YouTubers and lot of books, even Austin Kleon's Share Your Work talk is joining communities and reaching out to people. How did it help you uh, as a person? Okay, leaving community apart and leaving meeting people apart. What did you, what were your key takeaways and how does, how did it help you to grow as a person meeting these friends online? That's a really good question. First of all, I think internally it's helped me grow a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I was able to make this community was for so much of my life, I've had a lot of insecurities and those insecurities, a lot of them stem from, at the end of the day, having low self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And last year, we started this wonderful pandemic that we're in, <laughs> not so wonderful. And it started to make me feel a bit lonely because I just graduated during the pandemic. So pandemic mm-hmm. plus graduation inevitably might make you feel a bit lonely for a lot of people. And my best friends moved out of the country. So I don't really talk to them consistently. And at the time I just had my significant other who was literally played the role in both as a boyfriend and as a best friend. And then I had a couple high school friends who still live nearby, Mm. but I mean, I'm I'm not too close with them, but at least they're still friends. And then I live with my parents. So I Mm. felt pretty lonely because and especially social media can make you feel that way when you mm-hmm. see other people with going to parties or with large groups of friends, whatever, which doesn't really affect me that much anymore. But anyways, at that time last year, I was really stressed, actually, and I was feeling very insecure and jealous and envious because mm-hmm. I was like, why don't I have a lot of friends like why are these people so lucky to still be around their friends Mm location-wise? But then I started to gain some control of my life because at the end of the day, this was the mindset I had was you can't let other people's life affect your mentality, your feelings. Don't let other people affect how you want to feel. So how do you want to respond to each and every situation in your life? And so my motto was, okay, I don't have a community, then might as well make one. (laughs) And this was around the time when I discovered YouTube and my love and passion for creating videos. And through YouTube, because it's the creative industry, it's naturally a lot easier to network with people and meet all different kinds of people online. And actually, even before this, to be honest with you, virtual friendships or meeting people online did not register in my head I was like this is so weird this is creepy this is I'm not used to this this is embarrassing whatever right mm. so it's, it's really you. interesting that like a lot of the friends that I made now are through the internet and we really see that shift the power of meeting people online yes. starting starting um, from this pandemic right And so through YouTube, I just basically connected with a lot of different YouTubers who found my channel or I found them through my homepage. And then, of course, um, you meet other YouTubers through a YouTuber that you already know. Mm -hmm. So then I just started to build this community, you know, little by little. And it made me feel really confident for some reason. I don't know how to 
exactly explain it, but what I like to say is how are people attracted to you, right? Why do people want to be your friend? It's because you, it's because they're influenced by something from you. And, you know, like even YouTubers, why do we watch certain YouTubers? We're at the end of the day, it's not just their content. We're influenced by their character, who they are. So as long as you have this self-confidence and you're assertive in yourself and you love yourself, then people will feel that people will feel attracted to your energy. So that's why I wasn't really scared to reach out to people. I'm like, I'm not afraid of rejection and it's your loss at the, at the end of the day, I'm not coming to you as a creep. I just kind of want to network and it's good for you. You know, if all of us, or if one of us become a big YouTuber or something, then you have that strong connection and why not be able to grow with other people, especially if you are very new to your YouTube journey. So I was, I was never really afraid to, to be honest with you of reaching out to people, but I'm not saying that this was always me in my life. Mm. I'm saying that this was me starting last year. But yeah, uh, I really liked your answer uh, saying that it's your loss and it'll help us, you know, network. And yeah, I, I really love the way you put it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So I've even uh, talked about this uh, uh, with some of my friends. And this is one thing I wish I could tell uh, to anybody who asks me this question is, what's your advice to introverts who are not very comfortable with the idea of making friends itself or who feel very vulnerable? I mean, they are not comfortable because of their past experiences or maybe because of some things that didn't go well in the past. And now they've they found that they found out that being in your own zone is more comfortable rather than making yourself vulnerable to others. So what's your advice to an introvert who wants to meet people? That's a really good question as well, just because um, I'm, I'm not really a huge introvert, but I still am slightly introverted. I actually took the Myers-Briggs test two days ago and I'm 70% extrovert and 30% introvert, first of all. Um, this is interesting because I, I had a conversation with one of my friends who's a huge introvert. Um, and one thing I just want to clarify is introvert doesn't, first of all, doesn't mean that they don't have friends, right? They yes, actually might have a lot more friends things. than extroverts. Second of all, it introverts, it doesn't mean that you don't want to hang out with people a lot because sometimes you do. It's just you don't, maybe your social battery, maybe you just don't have as much, but that doesn't mean that they don't want to like hang out and be around people from time to time to time it's not the stereotype where they're always at home alone or something you know yeah. um, so that's something that we should clarify as well i would say and this goes for anyone right if you're even like moving to a different city and you don't know anyone it just takes one person so even at, for an introvert you don't have to give yourself the pressure of meeting so many people like how am I supposed to make friends because you just need you just have one goal and it's to make one friend and from one friend that you can get two friends three friends because through that friend you're going to be able to meet other people so you're not really alone in mm. making friends because as long as you know one person which I hope that we all know at least one person once you know that one person you have double the help. Now you're not alone in meeting new people. You have that friend to be able to help you make more friends through mutual connections. So 
my advice is to just lean on that one person and be able to go through that journey together of meeting more people. And really, it's not about knowing a lot of people, right? It's not about quantity. It's really about quality. So even if you have one really good friend, that's more fulfilling at the end of the day than trying to feel like you need to know everyone, but not feeling that deep, close connection to people. So even as an extrovert, I question my extrovertedness because I love obviously meeting and connecting with all different kinds of people. But at the end of the day, what's fulfilling for me is to just have like a couple friends, maybe two to three friends who you feel very deeply connected with because that's going to be a lot more powerful in you than knowing so many people in your life. Yeah. And I also accept your definition of introverts. Introverts doesn't mean that these people are some caveman sitting with no connections there. They're just people who have high social barriers, like who's, you know, to enter into their circle, you have to meet certain requirements, which are very high. So it's just that he's not comfortable with the idea of making new friends uh, or making more friends. So yeah, yeah, I, I totally, uh, yeah, totally agree with your definition of introverts. Yeah, and also what's really helpful is for an introvert, if that one friend is, or if they have two friends and one of those friends is an, is an extrovert, then it makes your life a lot easier because that extrovert is going to help you get out of your shell a little bit more. But obviously we shouldn't praise one over the other, you know, an introvert can do whatever an introvert wants to do and an extrovert can do whatever an extrovert yes. wants to do. Um, it is always hard making friends, but I would say just find hobbies that you love doing and join like clubs or organizations or groups like Facebook groups or Instagram groups, whatever you want to do. And you can always meet people through there. It doesn't matter if you're introvert or extrovert. If you join that community, then you'll already have a, a much easier opportunity to be able to connect with different people. Uh, even in a community of 100, if you find one to two, it's it's a good number. You're on the right track. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't want it to make a question and answer series, but I am ending <laughs> making it like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Friends are essentially for us in our, because we are all social animals and we, you're in irrespective of fact, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you're supposed to go into the world and interact because that's the way we have been, uh, the civilization has been progressing. The core benefits of friends is that they are the people who have our back. We could talk to them about random things, meaningless discussions. And they are also, they are the people who would end up giving us good advice and also help us grow as a person through conversations. So what are the, I mean, do you think that's possible in the online world? We can get into friendships of that kind where irrespective of our professional connections, which is it can be our, through our hobbies or through our side hustles. We can go beyond them and make true connections with them. Do you think that's even possible in this domain? I mean, I did it. So I think it's absolutely possible, first of all. But I know a lot of people out there can feel pretty s skeptical about that because 
maybe they haven't had that opportunity to meet online friends, or maybe they did, but it's not as strong as their in-person connections, which is totally fine. But for me, I think it also depends on circumstance. First of all, if you don't have a lot of in-person strong connections, then it may be easier for you to find virtual connections to be stronger, like in my case, in the present moment now. However, like for me, for instance, when I move to a different city, hopefully soon, mm-hmm. <clears throat> New York, oh, I know that yeah. I will have a bigger opportunity to be able to meet new people, right? And have in-person friendships that are really strong. So I know that when I hopefully, you know, move to New York pretty soon, I'll be able to have that opportunity to form really strong in-person connections. But because I was able to successfully make so many virtual friendships, Mm -hmm. those also cannot be replaced. So for me, it might be a win-win situation where I have strong connections in person and virtual. And even if I end up making strong connections in person, that doesn't mean that in person is going to be stronger. Mm. It really just depends on the person. And also it's kind of like your love language. Are you able to keep the connection stronger when you're able to be in each other's physical space. Mm-hmm. And if that's not really a requirement for you, then it's, it's fine to be able to meet or, and have strong connections virtually. And also it really has to do with your personality. Are you someone who's able to even keep a connection going online? Are you able to reach out to them or are they able to reach out to you consistently? Right. Because if you talk to them maybe every couple months or so, maybe it's not as strong since it's it's harder to form a deep relationship with someone online if you're not talking to them as much. But in my case, it works with this YouTube community because we talk to each other once a month um, through calls, but also maybe through Slack group or Facebook or Instagram. We chat from time to time, you know, through text as well. Mm-hmm. So that's more than once a month. So But the point is, even if it's just once a month, it's very consistent, you know, it's not like, oh, I don't know when the next time I'll reach out to them. We kind of know that we will reach out to each other at least once a month. So it keeps that relationship stable. It keeps it going. And that's what makes it work. And the people at the end of the day, this is with a community, right? If someone felt uncomfortable in the community, if they feel like their personality is not matching up, then they would have left the community already. So the people who are still in the community, you can feel comfortable knowing that, oh, okay, our personalities align since we're both still in this community together. So it's like, okay, okay, like we're friends and I feel more comfortable. And recently, you know, I went through something very emotional in my life and I had so many people in the YouTube community reach out to me and it meant, first of all, the world to me. It was so meaningful, right? And so at the end of the day, what makes a deep and meaningful relationship with people? I mean, you can define that. Everyone can define that for themselves. But one thing for me is having that emotional bond with them. Who is going to be there for you through the ups, but also the downs, right? The ups as in, are they going to support you in your mm-hmm. YouTube journey or life in general? And the downs is, but what if you have a pitfall? What if you're going through a challenge? Are they going to be there for you to help you out when you need that help? And I received so much help and so much advice and so much of their time, you know, that they're willing to spend on me. And that's when you know that the friendship is reciprocative and they're there for you at the end of the day. And 
that is so meaningful. So as long as you're able to be a really good person and good friend to them, then they'll reciprocate that back if your personalities align, of course. Mm. And so really my answer in short with that is I definitely think you can form deep, meaningful relationships with people online. And for me, I mean, I love in-person friendships though, like, of course. And for me, once I meet friends online, Mm -hmm. I kind of have the mentality of this is not the end. I will meet them one day in person. Like I will go to India or you can come to California. Like I just have that mindset of this is not the end. Like we're going to keep this friendship going online, but we're going to be able to meet with each other in the future. You know, there's no deadline for these things. So it also gives you, so the power of virtual friendships as well is it gives you the opportunity to travel. And that's pretty cool to just meet people from all different parts of the world who have different perspectives, different experiences in life is very rewarding. And so I'm very excited to be able to even go to New York, for instance. It Actually, I just want to mention this really quick. One of the main reasons why I was so pulled and drawn into New York as well is because I met a lot of content creators who are from that area. And a lot of content creators in general live there, you know, so it gives me more of an opportunity to feel more motivated to keep growing my channel. So, yeah, I mean, the power of friendships and the power of connecting with people can really, really do so much for you. It, it, it would. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm an introvert myself, but reaching out to people on the internet has been very helpful for me personally. So if you are someone who is hesitant to join communities, my advice for you would be to go ahead and join communities. Um, these are not people who would eat you up or do something wrong to you. You'll genuinely find good friends. I'm using the word friends, not even connections. You'll find good friends. So, uh, Sophia, I uh, obviously you have answered this question in the previous uh, uh, discussion as well that uh, constant touch uh, with them through online calls has made you ensure that you are still, you know, maintaining the trap or you are ensuring that the bond is still alive. Is there any other advice you would give to maintain a long distance friendship rather than meeting? It's just talking, right? It's just, I mean, it might go along the topic of setting boundaries as we spoke about it a little bit before. And just to add on the topic of boundaries, it could also, I mean, as long as you're at that point in the friendship, it could be good to maybe communicate what those boundaries mean for both parties and how Mm -hmm. frequent you want to communicate. But it really depends on the person and and Mm -hmm. the other person. For me, I find it a little bit awkward to have those communication of like, hey, how often should we communicate? Because then it's not organic. So uh, it's really yeah. their experience and it's their time. And you kind of start to get a feel of what the other person is like. Is that person, does that person tend to be someone who likes to talk a lot frequently through a message? Or is that person someone who likes to just talk every once in a while? You kind of have a mm-hmm. feel. For me, I... I like to be independent to an extent. So I, I'm not the type of person to want to talk to someone every day, mm. but I'll talk to them when I want to, basically. Mm. <laughs> I think that would go for most of the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's also why I like Instagram. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a lot of cons to Instagram, but the reason why is it also gives you an excuse and an opportunity to reconnect with someone. So if you posted someone something on your Instagram story and I had something to comment on it, or even if it's not strongly something I want to comment on, but I want to catch up with you, then, you know, I might reply to it and be like, wow, this is so cool, you know, and then that's mm-hmm. how you reconnect a friendship. And in terms of consistency, consistency can mean something different for everyone. It could be every other day. It could be once a week. It could be once every two weeks. I mean, who knows? It just what I what I like to think of it at this point is organic. And I wasn't always like this. Mm-hmm. I sometimes tend to force things, but if you force things too much, you might repel the other person because it's very, it can look unattractive in a way if, mm-hmm. if you're like too much in their zone, in their bubble. So you just have to have that emotional intelligence to an extent, to an extent, you need to just understand with time, you know, what the other person is like and yeah, just keep it really organic is my biggest advice for that. Forcing doesn't work for relationships, right? It, it just, it's, it's not that way. Of course. <laughs> just right, doesn't right. work there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to, it's... I'm going to text you every day and I'm going to be like, hey, um, so what are you up to? <laughs> Please don't I'm force. Be like, hey, let's talk. That's, that's as forceful as you can get, huh? Yeah. It doesn't allow you to be your... Yeah, in a more get into a meaningful uh, uh, relationship. I'm not talking about any kind of relationship. It's not specific to friendship. Anything else, you have to allow it to grow up. For content, and also, oh, sorry, just one thing I want to mention. This is a a new perspective I had, maybe starting college or end of college, is. Talking frequently, like every day or every other day, does not equal quality of the friendship. Some friendships that I have, I don't talk to them as much as someone I might talk to a lot more, but I still feel closer with the person that I don't talk to as much. So it really depends on the friendship. So I just want to put that out there that frequency does not mean quality in a friendship. Mm. Something hit my mind when you are talking this. Uh, I think as we grow, we are going to have more long distance friendships than in-person friendships because people whom we know are going to migrate to different cities or different countries. Uh, Our high school friends or our college friends are going to go uh, to other places. I think uh, I have friends who who don't stay in the city where I live anymore, but stay in different cities. Most of our friendship, except from our work colleagues, if we get to offline mode one day, uh, most of our connections are going to be online connections. So you'll have to treat them. People's feelings, I think, will still be similar, whether it's an online friendship or an offline friendship. So don't do anything you wouldn't do in an offline friendship, in an online friendship. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's, we can't put it out like that? Yeah, and you make you make a good point that even the friendships that we have made in person are still going to be online at the end of the day. If those people, like you said, move away or you move away, yeah. I mean, we have different life experiences as we grow older. So we can't really always count on the people that are in our physical presence at that moment. And also, one thing I, I want to just acknowledge is acceptance. Acceptance that 
people come in seasons as well. And we're always constantly changing and evolving, including the circumstance and the environment that we're in. So just because we have a set group of people in person that are our friends doesn't mean that it's going to always be those same people. Like if you move and now you're surrounded by different people, right? So those are going to be your close in-person connections now. And the people that who were once your in-person connections are now your online connections. Online so connections, yes. people can be online and then and then offline, like in person, it could come in waves. It's going to be different depending on your stage of life. And uh, I, uh, you said that it's, this is not an end. Please do come to India. <laughs> Consider this as a formal limitation. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> one thing I just want to mention, you know, um, one of, one of our, um, one of our friends in the mm. YouTube group chat, Maggie, she mm. actually told me we should meet up with, Pushkar and Anirudh and um, Jeffrey we were suggesting, oh, maybe we could go to India and meet up with all these people, or maybe we could go to Australia and they could come to us. Um, so yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to happen one day. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it happens. Do come. I, uh, we, we serve good food here. We have really good places too oh my gosh i bet <laughs> yes <laughs> this is the power of virtual friendships is that you don't have to pay for a tour guide <laughs> they'll do it for free you can make yeah. them do it for free yeah we would we would happily do it for free so this is a this is a more specific question to sophia because she's also a fellow youtube creator um, and if anybody who's looking on to come to online it could be helpful for you as well especially for youtubers and our content creators if i have to be more general we share a lot of our thoughts our thoughts are on the internet the way we think is on the internet our our room our house a part of our house on is on the internet our desk is on the internet and the way we narrate incidents and the way we express our feelings is also on the internet when so much of our personal things are on the internet, how do you think we can draw a distinction between, okay, this is something that could go online or this is something that should stay intimate? How do you bring out that line? Because most of our life, more of our life is also going to be on internet going forward. Well, I think that answer really depends on the person. It depends on how open you want to be. So you're able to set those boundaries for yourself. Like if you only want to show a part of your house, then only film in that part of the house. If you want to disclose your location, what city you live in, then do it. If you don't want to, then don't do it. Um, if you want to talk about your, um, your relationships, then do it. If you don't want to, then don't, you know? So it really depends on the person, how much of your life you want to disclose. For me, I'm in a different circumstance because I tend to be a bit more transparent and vulnerable and honest. And that's more of my specific brand. That's why. And I, I don't mind being vulnerable and open with the public because for me, if I'm hiding too much of my life, then how can people connect and relate to me if I'm not able yes. to share my personal stories? So, but that's, that's my content. If someone's doing like entertainment, mm -hmm. then that's a different story. So it really depends on your niche, depends on the topic. 
So for me, even that if it's that if it's my house, my location though, I don't really like to mention my locations. So I just say that I'm from Los Angeles because it's big enough. But you know, there's things that I will feel comfortable with and things that I don't. And I don't really have a specific line that I draw. It's just with every video, I just think, okay, what what do I want to talk about, right? And do I feel uncomfortable with this or do I not? But from like the 45 to 50 videos that I've made so far, I really haven't had a lot of um, a lot of opportunity to want to hide things necessarily. I've always been pretty open. So, okay. I mean, I, I have nothing to hide, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's just a great way for people to connect with me as if I'm as honest as I can be with who I am. But that doesn't mean that you have to share everything. And you it's also important to be able to have boundaries with your audience too, because if you share too much, then maybe your audience might feel uncomfortable. So really yeah. just use your, you know, best perspective on things and you can decide that for yourself. But for me, like I said, I, I haven't really needed to set strong boundaries for my content at least. Okay. Uh, Sophia, it's been really great. Thank you for accepting the invitation and coming. Uh, I, I, I think I didn't torment you by asking a lot of questions. I did ask you a lot of questions. Uh, thank you for being patient with them and answering everything. So before I, uh, before we sign off and conclude this, is there anything you want to share with the audience? Is there anything you want to share with the listeners? Sure. So my Instagram, I have two accounts. So my primary one is Sophia Yuna Chong, just my full name. Then I also have my uncomfortably comfortable one. It's, it's going to be, it's uncomfortably comfortable. And then also my podcast, as I said before, is uncomfortably comfortable. I know it's a mouthful. And then my <laughs> YouTube channel is just my full name, Sophia Yuna Chong. Yeah, I'll uh, drop the links of all the profiles she shared just now, including our YouTube, her YouTube channel and the podcast show. So you just need to go to the episode notes and I tap on that link. <laughs> I'll make yes, <laughs> and thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate it. It's my second time being on someone's podcast. So I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I loved having this conversation because it really trains my brain to think about these deep questions as well. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, thank you for having Thank you for coming, sorry. Thank you for coming. All right, uh, that's all for this week's episode. I'll, I'll catch you up next week with some other interesting topic. Uh, until then, this is DSSR Anirudh signing off.